The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2982. All right, we're going back to the rewatch of Rogue One and finishing it today, looking at the final quarter of the movie and what we learned about Cassian and Mon Mothma and how it might reflect on what we see in the Andor series. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it and thank you again for retweeting and liking and sharing the questions that I've been proposing for a potential Mark Hamill interview on Twitter. I'm going to say it again, I'm so grateful for you for doing that and if you haven't yet had a chance to do it or you haven't seen all the questions, they're out there for you on Twitter on either my Twitter account, that's Alan Voivod, or the Star Wars 7x7 Twitter account. In fact, I think I'll just gather them up at a thread on the Star Wars 7x7 Twitter account and pin it to the top of our account there so it's easy to find and if you see ones that you haven't yet liked or shared and you want to do that that would be wonderful thank you so much I hope that I can make this interview possible and with your help okay so as far as the final quarter of Rogue One goes, well, there's not as much to talk about as there was in the previous three quarters, and that's essentially because the last 30 minutes of the movie are all about the action wrapping up the movie. And we actually spend precious little time with Cassian or with Mon Mothma, although the Mon Mothma moment, I gotta say, is really cool. It's just one moment when she is walking out of the temple on Yavin 4, and somebody who's been listening into to Imperial transmissions like comes running out one of Draven's people and they're like oh my god don't run up to Mon Mothma like that's a bad idea and he tells her that they're getting intercepted transmissions where there's rebel activity on Scarif and she says I gotta go talk to Radis and Radis she finds out, is already at his ship and he's going to fight. And just Genevieve O'Reilly's little smile, just a little smile that she cracks at this news is just so terrific. And I've said it before, but I'll say it again. We're going to see how she arrives at a point where she is utterly pacifist to then sending people into battle to fight and to die. And for someone who was just in the episode previously that we were discussing saying war is inevitable, talking with Bail Organa, certainly didn't seem you know particularly happy about that, but certainly happy that Radis was taking the fight to Scarif. Now that's really the only Mon Mothma moment in this final quarter of the movie. As far as Cassian goes, what struck me about the first few minutes of this last quarter is how he's walking around inside this Imperial facility and the whole thing that he says in the monologue and the trailer is about to steal from the Empire, you just walk in there like you belong. We're seeing Cassian walk in there like he belongs. We also see Cassian who is as graceful under pressure as you could possibly hope to be when faced with the prospect 
of not getting 33% of the way to the vault before they would be killed, he reaches out to Melshi to get him to light things up. He's thinking about what the solution is. When they have to send the plans out from the tower, he's on the line to Bodhi saying, you gotta get me a line out of here and follows up with him to check and make sure that he's actually able to do it because that's what he needs. Very solution oriented, very flexible in the moment. Now there have been moments in Rogue One where I would say that Cassian's character has displayed emotion, certainly in the, I've been in the fight since I was six years old, that whole situation with Jin, and then the you know, deeper, more reflective, everything I did, I did for the rebellion monologue, right? Like there are emotional moments in there, but it's hard to feel like he has any particular emotional connection with anyone. But when K2 dies, you can tell that he has a deep emotional connection with K, even though K is just a droid, but they've undoubtedly been through a lot together. And you can hear the emotion in his voice when he's shouting K's name once K is giving his final instructions. Instructions. And I feel like that crack and then followed with their you know, ability to complete the mission, that opens up Cassian in a human way. And the emotional connection that he makes with Jin at the end of the movie and the two of them holding each other so closely as the blast comes to envelop them. I mean, I'm getting chills and hair standing up on my arms as I'm telling you about this. And he knows just what to say in those final moments, telling Jin that her father would have been proud of her. I mean, what else can you say in a moment like that? It is just absolutely perfect. And then, of course, there's the fact that even though he had that horrible fall after he killed two Death Troopers, by the way, <laughs> and Krennic shot him, right? So he managed to get up off of there, climb up all the way out to the tower and do it in time to be able to save Jin from Krennic. And if that isn't an indication of his dedication and his commitment and his desire to see through the mission, no matter the consequences, then yeah, I don't know what is. So we see Cassian you know, brought to the absolute height of his abilities in this moment. And the Andor series is going to show us how he became the person that we see in Rogue One. We know that, but the building blocks to get there are just going to be so fascinating. And I thought it was really interesting that he was the one to ask Jin, do you think anybody up there is listening when they sent the transmission? And she's the one who gets to say yes, and someone's out there. Cassian's the one who delivered the Rebellions Are Built on Hope line at the beginning of this movie. And Jin ultimately is the one who, you know, carried forth that expression. Now we have Diego Luna in a moment of doubt or in a moment of wanting to reinforce Jin's own hope. Not sure which way I feel like he's doing this, but I just thought it was really interesting that he was the one to be asking in that moment. And that right there wraps up everything I've got for you about Cassie Nandor and Mon Mothma and Saw and the Rebellion and the Empire and all the things that I caught that I think are notable to consider as we go into the countdown to the Andor series coming in just a couple of short weeks. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 
7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.